Hey guys, welcome to The Currents Podcast. I'm Faith. I'm Richard. And I'm Franco. We will be exploring the Bible at our current level of understanding. And we invite you on this journey with us. Hey guys, how are we? Hi everyone. I'm breaking out into laughter from an edit we just did. But yes. hey, we are excited to be back we are. for another episode without Richard, but again with Ben Kuma, which we're super pumped about. Super excited. Guys, hopefully your adrenaline is still pumping from the last episode. Mine is. Yes, we're like smashing all these episodes one after the other. So for us, we're still in the moment of it all. Um, yep. But guys, make sure you listen back so that mm-hmm. you have some context listening into this episode. Yeah, 100%. But hey, Ben, welcome again. Thank you, guys. Thanks <laughs> for having me again. Yes. Yeah, so super excited. We right? are jumping straight in from the other episode. So again, please look back. But okay, so I've got many thoughts from that episode, Ben, mm-hmm. and I'm going to lay them on you. Let's yeah? do this. All right, All right great. So we were talking about many things, but one of the things was like obviously this. we have this conversation that Nicodemus has with Jesus about – Um, what do you mean I need to be born again? Like this regenerated, born to spirit idea. Him saying, you know, I've been living by the law. I'm however many years old and now you're saying I'm going to be born again. What is all that about? Yeah. So that would almost imply that something was dead Mm. and so needed to be brought back to life, which we would know was Jesus because, yes, yep, Yep. cool. Um, So then what would we say to someone who is, quotation marks Christian, who then is not living in the ways of the spirit, would we then say that that person is, quotation marks, still saved if their spirit is dead? Like how does Mm -hmm. that all come into Mm -hmm. play? But then genuinely I've also been having this other conversation with someone, actually quite a few people, um, and they'll say, I'm reading the word, I'm doing all the things, but I'm just not feeling him. And obviously we don't get um, caught up in that feeling word because we know that feeling is Mm. not something that we should be relying on anyway. But having that spiritual connection with Jesus is something that they're not, that's just not getting filled necessarily. And so Mm. what would we then say about this that means regarding our spirit? 100%. That's a good question, Faith. It's a great Thank question. You. Thank I, you. I was actually, that, that's what I was thinking before. And I, I lost the thought, but I'm glad you remembered yeah. that. <laughs> so that's kind of two parts. So, yeah, I don't know how you want to answer it, but. Yeah. I'll answer it with scripture. So, perfect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, the question is if someone's not walking according to Jesus' ways, are they truly born again? Mm. Okay. The answer to that is maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So, in, in John, I think it was, says, mm. test if you are in the faith. All right, and we'll talk a little bit about Gnosticism in a second. Mm-hmm. Test whether you actually are in the faith. Mm. But Paul talks to the Corinthian church who are saved but who are carnal. Mm. This is why I think there's three Ooh, parts to cool. human beings, spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit's actually perfect, but if your soul has still got patterns of carnality and sin in it, you can still walk after those in your mind, will, and emotions yeah. while your spirit is still made alive. Just for clarity's sake. Um, in case people don't know what carnal or carnality sure, yeah. is, another word for flesh. Another word for flesh, yeah, someone who's soulish, which yeah. means that before mm. you became born again, what you had to do is you had to kind of put your sinful nature at bay and live by your soul because you know that you can't 
operate in society if you allowed your sinful nature to come to the forefront? Mm. Who do we see in culture who allowed their sinful nature to come to the forefront? Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you, I thought you were just talking general. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, no. Whoa! <laughs> I'm sorry, I just blew people's ears with that. Oh, my. Um, we, yeah, but, okay. Yeah, but people who uh, just want to murder when they want to murder and all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. For example, I'll give you a small example. When someone cuts me off in the traffic, the first thought in my head is not holy. <laughs> right? yeah. But yeah. now I have a, luckily, God gave me a mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. Mm. Because my mind says rationally, that's not good. My will says, I'm stop going to do that. And even though my emotions tell me I want to step out of the car and do something, mm-hmm. thank God that I have this mind that says no. All right? Now, when you're, before you're a Christian, you learn to live by your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay? The problem is, is that there's sin in the world. And so what we follow after is that our mind is darkened. Ephesians talks about that our mind is darkened. Even though we're dead to God, our mind has been darkened. So we follow after the spirit of the prince of the air, which is our age and culture. When we become born again, your spirit goes from a sinful nature to a righteous, holy nature. You're just as holy as Jesus. That doesn't mean you start walking exactly like Jesus. You, I mean, just have a look at your own example. Right? Did, were yeah. you perfect when you first became a Christian? Absolutely not. Okay. So that means that even though your spirit is perfect, you still need to choose every single day to renew your mind, which is in your soul, to start thinking like your spirit. Mm. And this is what we call sanctification. Yes, I was going to say. So then we would then say, so our um, salvation is always guaranteed. I'd say so, yeah. And I know there's people that disagree with me on that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. and that... um, well, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. And so, but then we, from our salvation, that is when we are going this journey of being sanctified, which is yeah. what you were just alluding to. And yeah. so would that then still allow our spirit to be dead? No. Now your spirit's alive, right? And you can choose not to live by your true nature. Yeah. Right. You can, you can choose to ignore the promptings of the spirit. Yeah. And live from your flesh. Yeah, which is where free will comes into play. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's kind of like Adam in the in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your spirit's kind of like the tree of life. This is just a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And, but your your flesh is kind of like the knowledge of good and evil, right? And mm-hmm. so when you when you perceive by yourself this is good and bad, I'll choose to do it out of my own uh, volition. I yeah, guess yeah. you can say your Wisdom. soul's your soul's kind of like the the middleman going. Okay, am I gonna Am I going to trust everything that I'm feeling, seeing, mm, tasting mm. and stuff? Or am I going to trust how my spirit thinks, mm. which is completely in line with the word yeah. of God? Mm. So in some sense, you could say your soul is either in submission to your spirit or your flesh. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And again, mm. I'm on a journey of figuring exactly yeah. what this thing is about. That's just what I say in the scripture. And the, the, the example we have in that is the Corinthian church. Mm. Yeah, mm. They are saved. Paul never says you've lost your salvation. Mm. Mm. But there's someone in your community that slept in your slept with your father's wife. And that's mm. not on. That's not on. <laughs> really? I can't do yeah. that? <laughs> Whoa. And, and Paul says, don't you know that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. yeah. They, mm. they, they had arguments for days. Why? Because in that culture, this is the way they thought. Mm. Food, uh, stomachs for food and food is for stomach. So yeah. you eat and they were created for each other in the same way our bodies for sex. Yeah. Mm. Right? So let's just have an orgy. Let's, let's, let's go and sleep with whoever. And Paul goes, yes, Food is for your stomach. Your stomach's for food, but your body is for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
honor your body. It's been sanctified. Mm. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit, mm. right? So there are people, when we call carnal Christianity, they're people who are willing to live by their soul and their fleshly desires and the patterns of this world, which we'll get to now, mm-hmm. rather than recognizing their spirit has been completely changed. In Romans 6, Paul comes against this argument as well. It says, and Paul's saying that no longer is your actions going to produce condemnation for you. Mm. If you sin, God's not going to just send you to hell and punish you for it. Mm. And so one of the natural things that people say then is, oh. What can I just live I'm, the way I want? I'm under grace, so that means I can do whatever I want. Mm. Thank you, Paul. And Paul's going, Paul says here, what shall we say then? This yeah. is Romans 6. Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Because yeah, the, exactly. the point Paul was making is you could be the biggest sinner in the world. God's mm. got more grace for you. Mm. Yeah. So the natural thing for a person who doesn't know their spirit's been changed is, oh, since I'm a, I'm a bit of a dog, <laughs> I, I, might, I might just keep sinning yeah. and then God forgives me. And this is beautiful. And that's actually something that's pervaded the church. Yeah. Mm. You're under grace. It doesn't matter if you're sleeping with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, mm. that you're taking drugs. It doesn't matter if you're watching that show. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter because you're under grace and Jesus loves you, bro. That's not the gospel. That's mm. part of it. The mm. gospel is this. Paul says this. By no means, how can we who have died to sin, mm. which means your sinful nature that loved sin and mm. was in participation with the enemy is dead. Mm. Mm. Right, it's dead. I still live in it. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him in, by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. You know how... Um, the scripture says that Jesus was the firstborn yeah, amongst exactly. any brothers. Yep. Yep. I'm like, what does that actually mean? Because we're talking about born again, right? Mm-hmm. What does it actually mean to be the firstborn among many brothers, right? Oh, I love this. Jesus existed way before time, right? 100%. So what, what are we talking about being firstborn among many brothers? Mm-hmm. Jesus came and he died, right? Mm-hmm. The two things that people that say this all the time, they can't be, which is death and taxes, right? <laughs> you can't escape. <laughs> yeah. So, so the final victory was actually death. Yeah. Right. Because you can't beat it. No matter how strong you are, how wise mm-hmm. you are, death is always going to get you. Yeah. But the first person that, bought, uh, that beat death was Jesus Christ. Yeah. 100%. Why? Because when he died, he got raised up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that life and that miracle working power that raised him from the death, from that, cho- from that tomb, mm-hmm. is exactly what happens and is used when you become a believer in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he was the firstborn. So that every other person that was to be born again was born like him. Mm-hmm. The power and the resurrection of the Holy Spirit. 100%. So if you don't recognize that's in you, then yes, you're going to work, walk according to your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and your flesh. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Now, your body isn't necessarily bad, but it has things in it like a mm-hmm. programming that you need to put to death. 100%. Mm-hmm. We've got this thing at the moment where people are talking about the suppression stuff, like suppressing things. Mm-hmm. The Bible never talks about suppressing. It talks about crucifixion. Mm. Way worse. <laughs> 100%. It's You're good. not meant to suppress anything. You're meant to no. crucify it. Yep. Put to death the misdeeds of your body. It's mm. good. So we're all talking about this from that passage of offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it used to be a sparky, right? <clears throat> yeah. And one of the things that we used to have in our houses is this thing called CBUS. And CBUS was brilliant because what it is, it's like a programming for the lights. So, for example, you could wake up in the morning, you could time it, your, your bed light lamps to turn on at 6 o'clock. Mm. Mm. Then as you're walking down, I've heard, I've heard people do this with CBUS, as you're walking down your hallway, just you can program it to the lights turn on one by one as you're walking down and then all of a sudden your kettle turns on or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 
all your fireplace turns on. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the TV switches on and you're on CNN or whatever you do in the morning and you're having a look at it. You can program your house exactly how you want to live. Right? Yeah, yep. Now, let's just pretend the owner of that house dies. Mm. Okay? And now a new owner comes in and buys a house and all of a sudden, the first night in the house, at six o'clock in the morning, all these lights turn on. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the, the hallway lights turn, the radio turns on, the fireplace turns on. You're like, I don't want any of this. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. It's because a new tenant hasn't figured out that the old house has the wiring of the other tenant. Mm. Mm. When you live in a sinful nature, your body gets wired to the sinful nature. Yep. Right? But when you get a new tenant, which is your new creation of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. now you've got to work on that switchboard and the wiring to mm. make it obey what the real tenant wants it mm. to obey. The right way. And that's called sanctification. So mm. yes, people can walk according to the old wiring if they want to and still be saved. Mm. But discipleship is not just about in your own strength trying to follow Jesus. It's about knowing the Jesus that's inside you and your new spirit and rewiring your mind mm. and your body to obey what the spirit wants. Mm. 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 So then what would we say? So say, and I'm not talking about feeling Jesus, but literally coming spiritually alive. Because obviously when you're born again, I feel like if, like when you have that moment, you're like, oh, yes, like. You know, you hear those stories and like I just felt like a new weight was off my shoulders that I just, I felt something. I can't explain it, but I felt that shift, yeah. And then we're years upon our journey, whatever it is, and people go, get into a rut or something happens. They're still doing the quotation marks, disciplines or living the ways of the Lord, but they just, they feel dead. And so what then would we say is what is happening because like for me I'm kind of like it should like what we're talking about really is very simple in the sense of like I can't go past what I read in the word of God that says if you're connected to the vine, if you are connected to him and you are meditating on his law day and night and you are doing all these things, you will be like a tree that is planted by a stream, never withering, always growing, blah, 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 blah. But then we have people who say I think Maybe they think they're planted by the stream and they're really not. I don't know. But they're saying, I don't feel spiritually alive anymore, mm. any, even though I'm doing so-called the spiritual practices. Yeah. Well, what would you be your thing? Because that is genuinely something I've been talking about so much with people. Mm. Um, I, 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 well, I, to try and articulate what Ben said, so more to, for me to try and see if I can understand or if I'm thinking about this the right way, is the idea that... Um, Say if they they did have a point in life where they um, got saved in terms of they uh, uh, invited or, or asked Jesus and was baptized um, into His kingdom um, and they were born again. I think what well, it's in a similar sense of then the the, the thing of um, you you are still saved but you're living in a way that doesn't um, go according to like what God is calling you to. So. Even though, say, you go to eternity, the idea is you can still then um, not fully live the life God wants for you in terms of having a prosperous and um, abundant life where you can like um, see all of the fruit and goodness that God wants for you. And, and so in that sense, I think it then, I don't know. You, then- just don't have a full, you just don't have a, as full of a life as God wanted you to. But for me, then the thing that I struggle with um, it comes to then 
well, then what does it mean then when all of creation is made new again and what that looks like for people who are still in, say, sinful nature then? Yeah, but then I'm kind of like there's got to be something in that person's life it, that is putting a barrier, say, for them feeling connected to spirit mm. and living by spirit that is still – that isn't making up for the lack of spirit connection, if that makes sense. Like there's got to be a barrier or something that they're either ignorant of or um, ig- just pre- like su- uh, what do you suppressing it? Suppressing it that of course their spirit isn't going to come alive regardless of the disciplines that they are so called doing. Well, do you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I wanna, like I want to just um, yes, yeah, probably just clarify things like that. When someone says I don't feel spiritual, right? That that's kind of a bit of a misnomer, right? It'd be, it'd be like me saying I don't feel like a human. Yeah. It's like, well, does that stop me from being a human or is my human part of me dead? Mm. Mm. If you're being made alive and being born again, that's a spiritual fact. You, yeah. you are a yeah, spiritual yeah, being. Okay, let's work from that truth then and figure out what's going on. Mm. Okay, because there's a few things that can stop spiritual flow. Jesus himself said that if you believe in me and believe in my name, then you'll have rivers of living water pour out of your spirit. Yeah. Yep. If you talk to the average Christian, they're not experiencing that. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Okay, so now we've got to look at, okay, why is that? Is it because you're spiritually dead? Probably not, all right? It's because there may be a few things that we are thinking or doing or believing that may be stopping that flow from mm. going. I will say this as well. The spiritual life is not meant to be you having great emotions all the time. <laughs> all right? the, the force of love, the force of joy, the force of peace is different to the emotions of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well said, yeah. You could be the most spiritual person in the world, but if you have a bad diet and don't sleep, your body is not going to feel great. 100%. I'm just sorry. It's just yeah. not going to do mm-hmm. it. And I could speak to that. When I was working as a tradie, I remember a few times happening this and um, I was walking in the spirit. I was listening to heaps of scripture, but I was just feeling really bad. And I'm like, well, what have I done wrong? Mm. Mm. What is it that, you know, I just don't feel great. Yeah. I took a sip of water, a glass of water, and I felt better again. And I realized <laughs> I hadn't drank water in about a day and a half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That, w- do, that would do, do it. I mean? So all of a sudden, I started feeling spiritual again. Mm. So sometimes it's like, it's like there's things in your body that you just got to pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. There could be things in your body. And I believe in full healing. Even Romans 8 says the spirit gives uh, life to your mortal flesh. I-, I believe in healing for people, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it's a soul thing where you have beliefs in your soul that's stopping your spirit from coming out as the rivers mm. of living water. Mm, mm. Now, Jesus says here that if you know my word and walk after it, you shall be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Set you free. Okay? So the number one key, again, I'm saying there are a few things that could be happening here, but the number one key why people aren't feeling spiritual is because they haven't renewed their mind. And mm-hmm. I'll go a step further. Mm-hmm. They haven't renewed their mind according to the new covenant, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about a little bit mm-hmm. in a second. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, th- I like that a lot. I think there's also the the fact of just often when people get um, uh, or are born again um, and the, or baptized, and they then are kind of like go home expecting that everything's going to be different in some way, um, and that like say all bad habits or or uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Like, say, for example, like a sleeping habit or something. Um, if you have a bad sleeping habit, no matter what you do in terms of, say, your spiritual or whatever, like, there's a part of it where, like, you have to be able to. If you realize that your body is a is a is a holy temple, 
the idea is then you have to change your habits to like align with that reality of going. It's like, well, actually now I have to look after myself in a way where I have to purposefully change the way that I act or behave in this way. Because if I don't, then I'm like continuing to try and believe in God's purposes for my life while then not allowing myself to like uh, be better and actually like uh, performing in the way that God wants me to. I, I hinder myself in the way that I then live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a large part of walking in the spirit is taking care of your body as well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not getting the right sleep and stuff like that, your spirit doesn't have a vehicle in which you can drive. 100%. Mm, yeah. And I kind of like to think about it of like all of our states of health or whatever, well being, they're all like um, fuel tanks and mm. gauges. And so if your physical health is absolutely depleted, it's actually going to strain on your other fuel tanks 100%. because there's not any fuel trying to leverage your physical one. And so mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah, like it's weird. I recognise I became way more spiritual when I started working out in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, because my body isn't like craving sugar all the time and then every time I eat heaps of sugar, then my mind gets affected and mm. I can't think straight when I'm mm. preaching or teaching. I can't get out the words that I know that's in my spirit because my mind's not work. It's They're all connected. And that's mm. where I agree with you. This is a holistic thing mm-hmm. where I don't think we can just separate spirit soul and body mm-hmm. it's kind of like cordial they're kind of just mixed in with each other yeah like within a glass yeah so then the other thing that i'll say about it is this uh, sometimes when people do spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. they treat it like a legal system to yeah. obtain favor from god like mm. leviticus law <laughs> yeah exactly right and legalism will stop the flow of the spirit in your life yeah 100 what's the biblical That's precedence huge. of that so i'll just say i'll just say the biblical precedence of that is in galatians mm-hmm. where it says wasn't the holy spirit doing works of miracles and wonders among you mm-hmm. But did it? Did did he? Was he doing that by the works of the law, mm. or by hearing with faith? Mm. That's good. So the spirit was moving in the Galatians people with healings and miracles and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. But as soon as they started putting law and mixing law into their theology, mm-hmm. right? Which was, uh, it's not enough that Jesus Christ has given me a new creation. I have to do. I have to get circumcised and observe exactly. the Mosaic law. Yep, yep. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit stopped. The Holy Spirit will never, ever, ever anointed ministry that's promoting the covenant of law for righteousness. Mm. Never. Mm. And so what we do, so you're like, well, I mean, I'm a Gentile. I don't live by the law. Mm. Yeah, but we're acting the same way. Yeah. By our flesh, we do spiritual disciplines and then we go, surely God's going to bless me because I do this. Mm. Mm. It's, like, it's like me saying, I'm going to eat food three times a day and surely I'm going to become a human after that. <laughs> no, I eat because I am a human. Exactly. We read the Bible because your spirit hungers for it. It's that's a good. spiritual we pray because your spirit, like we said in, in Genesis, needs to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why we do it mm-hmm. kind of thing. So 100%. sometimes we use spiritual disciplines as a legalism code mm-hmm. and then we wonder why we feel so dead. It's mm-hmm. because you're treating it like legalism. L- like, mm. oh, let's uh, make sure you pray before bed kind of thing and then you kind of get into this habit of praying something that's just like a ritualistic or habitual thing that doesn't actually mean anything anymore. Yep. It's like that's not, that's not spiritual and that's not uh, something that... Um, encourages your faith. What that does is it is something that um, forms a habit that actually th- makes you more think. It's just like if I do the right things, then then I'll be okay. Mm. And that's not yeah, hundred percent. So how do we then shift that flow? Because like even for me, I would say that I like two years ago or however long it goes when I just had that massive like conviction and um, desire to get into the word and read it every day. It definitely even though I had that conviction, which was probably empowered by spirit, it was very much a discipline at the start because mm-hmm. I knew it was something that 
God was convicting me about mm-hmm. and it was something that I had to put in discipline when it then naturally turned into a devotion where you could then say my spirit started to, um, started to uh, um, be in, sorry, my flesh was in submission to my mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that right, didn't I? Yeah, my flesh yeah. was in submission. Yeah, and so that changed. But then say for the person who is currently feeling spiritually dead, is doing the disciplines because they know they should, but it is obviously what you were saying. They've still got this Levitical law mindset, whereas, do you know what I mean? Like, because you can't just stop reading the word. I was just going to say, that's well, that's, I think, the thing going back to what Ben was saying in terms of it's like that a new person coming and living in someone else's house where there's the rewiring. And I think there's a, there's a duty and a, Discipline in the sense of going to all the wiring and changing and, and um, yeah, rewiring the house to being you now what the new um, tenant is actually wanting for their house and how they want to live inside. So it's the idea of like, yes, there's going to be points where you're going to have to sit down and really like encourage or crucify the old ways um, in killing them and, and creating new ways of thinking or behaving that would align more to what the spirit is or the new creation is asking. And it would almost be, sorry, Ben, like <laughs> keep on going until something changes. In like, And I don't know how right that is, but I know the more That's and more right. I read the word, it was renewing my mind and yeah. so my lifestyle, my flesh, my soul, all the rest of it. And yeah. so I never felt so fully alive. No, it's, it's right. So just, just as a little one-liner that might help, discipline is for your flesh, not your spirit. Yep, mm. that's good. You discipline your flesh. Yep. You discipline your body. Your spirit is the one that is actually helping you discipline that anyway. Mm. So our spirit is perfect, actually, mm-hmm. and it's righteous, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sin. As you, if you're born again. If you're born again. Yeah. Yes, if you're born again. Now, your flesh, however, wants to go a certain way. So this is battle that Paul talks mm. about mm-hmm. against spirit and flesh. Mm-hmm. You discipline your flesh, not your spirit. Yeah. The reason why you discipline your flesh is so your spirit can take ascendancy mm. with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's, a, that's something I think... You discipline your flesh, not your spirit. I think that's something that's very not um, clear in today's world. Well, because one of the fruits of the spirit is self-discipline. Yeah, and <laughs> I might say a controversial thing as well. Ooh, um, let's bring go. it. So from my perspective and from some of the people that I've read as well, that, those fruits of the spirit aren't actually fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, I know some people are going to be like, oh, that's Continue. a heretic. <laughs> Continue, Ben. <laughs> I, like, I like the train of this. So the fruits that Galatians talking about is a result of you walking mm. in your spirit under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That's what naturally comes. Fruit spontaneous. These aren't, these aren't things that you work up. <laughs> yeah. No, there's not one tree pushing out of fruit. Yeah, 100%. Not one tree, that's right? That's good. I like that. But when you walk in your spirit, man, as opposed to your flesh, what Paul's talking about, the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control come right. The reason why I don't think that's fruits of the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit doesn't control you or doesn't control anyone. Right? If that was fruits of the Holy Spirit, it would mean that as you're walking in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit makes you do stuff. Right, or goes Forces against your fruit. Yeah. yeah, the only person the way that God set it up in the scriptures that can control you is you. It's, it's He's giving you a free will, and so what the Spirit does then the fruit is self control, which is your selfish side of wanting to do. You can control it. 
Mm. And that's where discipline actually comes from as mm. you walk in the Spirit. Mm. So when you're reading the Bible and you're walking in the Spirit, and I'll go into a little bit more about the fastest way to walk in the Spirit in a second yeah. um, that, that I've experienced anyway. But when you're doing that, you've got this ability to go, you know what, I really do want to just watch that you know, Netflix thing. Yep. But I'm not going there. Mm. Mm. And it's not like a, oh, I'm really, whatever, sometimes it might be like, but the fruit is that, hey, actually, I'm going to say no to myself. I'm going to say no to eating that thing. Yeah, I'm that's good. I'm going to say good. no to saying that thing, sending that email, talking that way to someone. I can control myself. Mm. That's the fruit of you walking in your newborn spirit. Yeah, mm. renewing your mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. And I, um, just, just, I guess, as a testament to that, I think for me, definitely, I've seen aspects of that um, where um, I think for me, yeah, it was definitely actually the, the idea of um, even Faith and I spoke about this, the idea of like when we, uh, movies we watched or whatever, it's just like, oh, we'd watch anything because, you know, like it's fine. Um, and then at one point I was just like, you know what, I don't, I don't think it's, it's something that I want to do anymore where I want yep. to mm. watch that because it doesn't really sit well with me. Like yeah. it doesn't make me go, oh, that was a good movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and things that, yeah, I enjoyed before. It was really I was surprising. Like, like, yeah. We played this game and <laughs> thought it was yeah. okay. Um, just sorry, in case anyone things in them. It was Cards yeah. Against Humanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In case someone went any, <laughs> digressed any worse than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, well, I thought it was okay. I thought it was funny. I was like, this yeah. is hilarious. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can laugh at that. It's not like it's going to affect me. I'm still Christian, you know. <laughs> but it was more this yeah. innate thing in me. is like, oh, it just, it doesn't sit right yeah, with yeah. me anymore. Mm. Like it's, yeah. it's not glorifying God mm. and my body or my spirit would, wanted to mm. glorify yeah. God and all of a sudden it was this shift in, yeah. you know, and so our group were like, yeah, no, we're not going to play this anymore mm-hmm. and everyone's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've even noticed that in um, say like, a, what do you call it, a secular music, I, I struggle now to listen to secular music because mm. the idea of like listening to everyone's singing all about heartbreak or like doing what I want to do, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm going to a club or something, yep. I'm like, yeah. And that's when you start renewing your mind towards mm. the world, right? Because music exactly. does that, right? It bypasses oh. your reason and just starts mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. You start – see, a lot of people think that walking by the Spirit, you're just going to be a dead person mm. with no feelings. Mm. No, your feelings oh. will if catch anything, up. If anything, you're hyper aware. <laughs> yeah. Like you're more hyper aware yeah. of what's happening around but, you. And the thing is like you will start in your emotions. Your, your emotions will regulate. 100%. If you yeah. stop making it the master. Mm. Emotions are a beautiful servant. Hundred. Mm. Oh, that's good. 100%. Incredibly bad master. Mm. So someone who's completely mastered by emotions, they are the most miserable people in the world. And also very inconsistent. Yeah, that's right. It's up and down. They are the so time. miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these people are coming in my yeah. mind. <laughs> oh, no. oh well, I'll say this. I, I think for me, that's something that I, just as a as a honesty and a, and a and a just a thing. I think for me, that's very much one of my things that I really struggle with. Mm. Is like making sure that I keep my emotions in check yeah, yeah. Um, or, or even just being able to go, it's like, well, I don't feel like doing this, but I need to do yeah, this. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think is very much something that is a really big part of today's world. And I think mm. or, uh, for me, I just know it's also a really big thing for me in terms of something that I have to always try and keep in check. Yeah. Um, uh, all of, and, and I think 
part of that is not just going, it's like, oh, well, I have to like try and do this. But the idea of like having a good discipline in terms of, and a good, uh, almost like schedule kind of thing, that encourages and sets you up for success because you're actually trying to achieve something where if you just think, oh, I'm going to continue living and hopefully I just slowly become renewed without putting in effort or without trying to yeah. like um, yeah, no. put things yeah. in place. It it's doesn't just happen. It's actually something that you actively 100%. take Active. part yeah. in. Yeah. And like I remember, uh, was it earlier this year? I think you and I were talking about it as well, but I, re I was realizing and still to this day, that how I kept on catching myself saying, man, I hate this world so much. Yeah. Like, and it's growing more and more. And I was like, man, why am I saying I hate this world? Like, I shouldn't be saying that. Like, yeah. almost like that was a non-Christian thing yeah, to exactly, say. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But then I realized that it's actually my spirit becoming so hyper, hyper aware of all the flawed human carnality in the world that my spirit is just like grieving at how much is like yeah, yeah. changing and affecting that I'm actually like I just can't wait to leave this place like I know I've <laughs> yeah. got a place to like I've, I, I need to stay here and there's things for us to do so we can redeem the world and yeah. you know um mm. see Jesus put his hand on every mark and all that type of stuff but yeah. at the same time I really struggle living in the world these mm. days because I just I, it grains against me yeah. and I've got to be careful to make sure it, I still say compassionate yeah, and all that type good. of yeah. stuff because otherwise my um, righteous anger could really definitely become something flesh. that's not righteous. Yeah. It, sometimes when I talk about walking in the spirit, people think, oh, yeah, when you walk in the spirit, it's flowy and there's no plans and you know, you're, <laughs> you're not meant to be organized. Water, you're liquid. Yeah, yeah. That itself is a false spirituality. Right? So if you want to know what your spirit looks like, go to the book of Proverbs. Mm. That will show you what your spirit's like. Mm. A planner, diligent, has goals. Wisdom. Wisdom. That's what your spirit it's is practical. like. These plans don't come from the devil, man. It's just like an organization doesn't come from the devil. <laughs> so when you realize, and that will come to, I'd love to have a bit of a chat about renewing a mind, like how yeah, you actually walk in the spirit. Let's do that. But when you start reading the scripture and you see scripture not as laws to do, but a mirror in who you actually are, mm. you start drawing that out of you now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your emotions start mm -hmm. coming into line mm -hmm. who you are. The scripture here says that I'm righteous. So when mm. I stuff up, everything in my emotions tells me that I'm a sinner, dirty dirtbag. Mm. And shouldn't go back to God. And shouldn't go back to God. Mm -hmm. Okay. that If I was to follow that, I'd be walking in my flesh. Mm. Doesn't matter how righteous that sounds. Yeah. 100%. Right? The word says that I'm righteous. Mm -hmm. So I come to God and go, I repent. And repenting means changing your mind. Yep. Mm. Right? Changing your thinking, metanoia. Mm -hmm. I, like in that moment, Lord, I, I thought something about myself that wasn't true. Mm. I thought that I was attracted to that, but your word says that I'm not. And although my emotions need to catch up and are attracted to that at the moment, I just know that I'm going to walk this way mm -hmm. and accept your forgiveness. Thank mm -hmm. you for Jesus and his blood. But mm -hmm. thank you that you've given me a new creation mm -hmm. who doesn't love this stuff anymore. That you gave me a better way. Yes, that's right. Yep. And so I'm going to walk in my spirit now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times I stuff up or fall over, I'm going to walk in my spirit, Lord, and I thank that's you good. for your grace. That's good. But I would say that attitude is someone who is – Walking in spirit because mm. you talk to so many people and it's just, it's not that hard attitude or heart response. It's like mm. this is a task, this is a law, this is a command. And when you are still living with that mentality, uh, like dare I say, like yeah. you and your spirit isn't probably fully alive in you. Mm. Um, but um, we could talk about this for just, ages. I just, I just want, just I, I feel super passionate about that point that you just made. Um, in terms of, well, that, that's the good news. Like that, 
is that is the thing that like is so miraculous and amazing and unreal and full of love that I think we just so miss is the idea of just going it's like well we had our way of living which was in flesh we were stuck we were dead we were gone like that we had no other way and then Jesus came along and literally gave us a brand new way of going about how we should how we should renew and um, look at the way we should live like we have a brand new we have a way out like we have a way of living that is no longer going to condemn or destroy us, but it's something that is going to bring us into life and prosperity and love. Yep. Um, and I, I just think we so, we, I so miss that. Where, where it's, this, is, this is what it is, is when we fall short, when we see ourselves in the world, when we um, mess up or even just when we go, I don't feel like I can do this. You go, no, well... Jesus gave you another way. He gave you some place to go and he gave you a place where you can actually become more than uh, what you feel, what you think. Like there is there is a better and new way and that is the gospel and I think that's the thing that we just need to like tell people is the thing yeah. is like, look, yeah, it sucks. It seems like you can't go anywhere probably because you can't. There's only one other way you can go mm. yeah. and that is Jesus and that is the person that you need to really like understand and get to know because if you really understand the gravity of who he is and what he's called you to do it's a brand new way of living like it's something that is no longer going to condemn and destroy you but it's something that's going to bring you life this and this is the reason why i love the gospel so much Mm. because it puts everyone in equal playing field 100 Mm. so good so i wasn't born in a noble family i was born (laughs) to drug addict parents i was born to alcoholic parents i'm not saying Mm. me i'm just saying Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I was born to, you know, poverty and stuff like that. What can I do and make it for God? Mm. And this is what God does. I'm going to literally in your deepest part make you Come a on. son or daughter of God with mm. a royal identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't, it just doesn't count. So when we come up to God and go, Lord, I'm pathetic. I'm a loser. It sounds great. Yeah. It actually sounds great to our flesh. I'm so humble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a loser. I'm, I'm, and God's kind of like got this question mark over his head and it's like, yeah, don't you understand what Jesus has done for you? Mm. Mm. It's like Prince William coming to um, uh, now King Charles mm. and be like, oh, I'm so poor. I'm the worst. And King Charles is like, mate, you're a prince. Yeah. Like you're either being fake humble or you've got no idea. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's good. And Prince William might go into the ditches and sleep in the gutter, but Prince Charles will always see him as the son of the king. Yes, the prodigal mm-hmm. son. Exactly right. And so when we sin, it's not appropriate for us, firstly, to get disregarded, go, oh, it didn't matter. It did. You, you just brought death into your soul, all right? 100%. Let's, let's yep. face that. That's what sin does, right? Yep. But you didn't bring death into your spirit. Yeah, that's good. And so we come to God and then we start by faith confessing, no, I'm actually the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm. I have the mind of Christ. I have wisdom. I've got the ability to make right decisions. My soul may not be catching up to it yet, but... So you will obey mm. what, what I have here. Yeah, and even what you said, like like I, I hear that as straight like humility and you being so humble in the way that you say that, um, but it's you being so confident in who God has said Absolutely. you are. Exactly. It's not, it's to someone else, like, oh, that just sounds really arrogant, say. Yeah. But, well, us knowing you, but also like we're in this space yeah. and we, 
well, not just know you, but the way that you've said that, that is such a confidence of what you read and mm-hmm. known to be true that you yeah. can just say that so humbly yeah. compared to someone else and who flaunts it, like yeah. the Pharisees to be like, no, 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 I'm the one who's kept da, 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 da. So no matter what I do, I'm okay. Yeah. And I think this is where Paul, like even the first few three chapters of Romans, it's he literally saying, we have all fallen short. No matter what your sin is, we mm-hmm. have all fallen short. No matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, wherever you have fallen yeah. in that space, all of us have, which is why we need Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need Jesus. And unless we understand, if we don't understand that, our desire uh, to be holy and pleasing to God will never be as strong because mm-hmm. we don't see the need to him because yeah, that's right. we're chill on our own. Like yeah. I've got it all G. Like, you know, he's that's my right. best friend and we've actually removed this reverence and honour that we should be having before God because 100%. if we don't, if he is just our best friend, like we treat him the way that we are feeling, uh, the way that we are feeling yeah. versus mm. if he is our saviour and we need him, he can have... He can be best friend but still saviour and lord and so we are mm-hmm. reverent and yeah. honourable in our actions towards him. And I think that's where the world has flipped it because yeah. everyone's like feelings this and feelings mm-hmm. that yeah. and God will help you and comfort you, which is all still true. Help you. But, man, he's not just your best friend. Like yeah. get that out of your picture. Like it's, he doesn't work for your needs. Mm-hmm. We actually work to please him exactly. because he is worthy of it all. Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny because our generation, is all, it's gone to the other side of the spectrum now yep. where you're special, you're good, you're awesome, you can't <laughs> do anything wrong, all that sort of stuff, Isn't right? that crazy? The self-esteem movement. Mm-hmm. But if you, you just need to go back to the 1500s and you're a wretched sinner, you're this and mm-hmm. you're that kind of thing. So it's gone from one thing to the other. Mm-hmm. Even like in the papal system of the church before the Reformation, even sometimes during the Reformation as well, they would focus on how dirty and sinful you were and mm. the fact that you just need to pay penance for mm. what you were. Mm. Now it's the other side where people have recognized, oh, that's so bad. Let's go let, Let's go. This, this is side my where, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you offend me, <laughs> like you're, you're, you're the God now of your yeah, exactly. of life. It's, it, like, it's me. Yeah. It's me. I'm so special. I'm so good. It doesn't matter what sins in my life. If I feel like it means that it's good. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And so the gospel goes directly against both those two things. Yep. That's good. Right. It says this. It says that you were a sinner. You had no hope whatsoever. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how hard you tried, mm-hmm. you've got no hope. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Jesus had to come live a perfect life, but he didn't just live a perfect life on behalf of you. He lived it as you. So mm-hmm. when he died on the cross, he didn't die just for you. He died as you. Yep. So when you put your faith in that, now your spirit dies because Jesus died. Mm-hmm. But the other thing of that is that your spirit becomes alive and regenerated because Jesus exactly. rose from the dead. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's where you need both. Like as much as I knew... I knew the truth of what I, I knew the truth of what I was, and that was measured with the grace that I've been received. And so the grace led me to Jesus as best friend, but the saving that I received mm-hmm. showed me who I need, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. And mm-hmm. so it was me realizing how much of a wretch I was and how disgusting and impure that showed me that he was my savior and so he was my Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so submission, reverence, mm-hmm. honor, like that's always been first. But then the message of grace, which was equally measured or taught or whatever, allowed me to see God as my father, my protector, exactly. my comforter, mm-hmm. and they've always been equally measured. It's yep. never one more than the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, now, if you want intimacy with God, so some mm-hmm. people might be hearing this, like, how do I get intimacy with God? And it says this here in um, Romans uh, 8, I think it is here, it says, uh, you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Mm. Right? 
but you receive the spirit of adoption. And the word adoption there is a little bit unfortunate because we're not adopted in the sense of um, how we adopt children now that may not be our blood. Mm. Right? We actually become alive and God gives us his DNA mm. in our spirit. So we are, we, that, that's what it means by he's our father. We've yeah, actually right. got his spiritual DNA, which mm. means we act like him. Which scripture spirit. did you just read? Uh, Romans 8 verse 15. Mm-hmm. And it says this, as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Mm. Mm. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Mm-hmm. And if, if children, then heirs, mm. heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Yeah. All right? Provided we suffer with him so that we glorify with him. And exactly. Paul's saying this, you're not, oh, I want to say something controversial. Love it. Feel free to cut this out if you want to as well. Um, God loves everybody. On the face of the planet, mm-hmm. not everybody is a child of God. All right. So when we say things that everyone's mm. a child of God, no, God loves everybody. John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not everyone's a child of God. You become a child of God when you become regenerated. Yes. Again. Mm. Yeah. Before your spirit cries, Abba, born Father. again. You're you're born. You're born is, again. You have yeah. to be born into yeah. the family. Yeah. That's, that's what, good. That's what Jesus was saying. Now, when Paul was talking about this gospel to the Jewish people, they couldn't get it. Yeah. Because for them, it was like the Levitical law where you have to be circumcised. And that's like exactly. one of the things that shows you that you're... So you're a child of God by your ethnicity. And Paul's mm. saying here, not everyone who calls upon God is... Not all Israel is Israel. He's yeah. talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So we talked about Abraham before, right? Mm-hmm. And that God made him promise that he's going to have children, mm-hmm. right? So the Israel people thought, well, we come from the line of Abraham. So therefore, we are children of exactly. God. Yeah. All right? By, by virtue of ethnicity and the fact that the law was drummed also into their mind for 1,400 years, yep. they couldn't see any other way to be righteous before God. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when you have something drummed into your head for 1,400 years that this is how you act before God, and then a Jew, a Jew of Jew, comes to yep. you and says, actually, that's useless. Jesus Christ, the carpenter's son, uh, would some from uh, Nazareth? From Nazareth, yeah, that's right. <laughs> has provided a way to God. Now, yeah. when you're a Jewish person, right, and you've seen all the punishment that comes from you departing from the <laughs> law, if you look at that, you go, and you're just going to put national shame and yeah. uh, and dispersion mm. or slavery under Babylonian again. We're already slave slaves under Rome. We don't want any more punishment from God. Yeah. Get this gospel away from us. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to renew your mind. Yeah, yeah that's right? good. Should we? Should we go on to that or should we do it? Well, we, we could probably do that for the next episode. I guess like um, the thing um, that we could do, um, or for me, I, I guess just maybe to reiterate and, and a good thing to kind of round up on is like I think that's exactly what the world is missing. Um, when we talk about that is the idea of then um, we see everyone trying to come up with um, what it means and what is okay then to go and say, oh, this is the thing that gives me meaning. This is the thing that gives me purpose. This is the thing that makes me important. Um, and and trying to put us ourselves in a place where we go, okay, like I I can't live without meaning, and so I have to find meaning somewhere. And so you see all of these people trying to make reasons and create things or clicks or whatever to try and substitute. I think the the loss that we have in terms of if we're not in Christ, and that's exactly the thing of I think what we've been just talking about this whole episode is. We need to um, come to a place where we realize we are actually lost. Like we cannot um, save ourselves. A blind man cannot lead another blind man somewhere and expect to like arrive at a place. Mm. And even just that thought of like, like once you're saved, you're always saved. Mm. Um, 
But even when you are, quotation marks, saved, like that moment where you accepted Jesus into your life, mm-hmm. you still need saving every day in the sense of you don't then need to stop trying because you are saved. Absolutely. Yeah. This is what discipleship is now. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you've got to get your soul on board to mm-hmm. what's happened in the spirit. And yeah. then when you get when you renew your mind, your body will follow. follow mm-hmm. Yeah, as well. 100%. And this is what I mean is to live as a, a, to live as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. I like that a lot. Yep. So yeah, be encouraged um, that it's something that um, when we really and truly find ourselves in Christ, I feel like it's obvious to say we find purpose and meaning, but in the same sense, I think it's just something that we so forget that it's not about what we do. It's that we have a way, a new way, a better way to then just try to deal with sin ourselves. Mm. Like Jesus gave us a way and is the way for us to actually be able to live um, in a place and a, a purpose that is other than just sin. Like mm. we no longer have the excuse of just being like, oh, I didn't know or I can't, I can't do this. Well, it's like, well, it wasn't about you trying. It was about you actually realizing that Jesus gave you another way. Like there is more and a better way and that is him. And if... If you say, oh, I can't do it that way, I'm sorry, there is no other way. Like, you have to do it that way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. And so we have to, when we say, I believe in Jesus, like, that is the thing of going, well, I now have a better way of actually living. Mm. Um, and, and I guess the idea of that, then, in practical terms, it's like, well, surrounding yourself with people, both who can hold you accountable, um, reading the Word of God, um, knowing what God is saying about you and to you, um, creates the space and place, I think, that shows you how to live that way. Mm. Um, yeah, Which good. we will talk about more in the next episode, guys. Yeah, what, what's, the, what's the general gist of what's coming next, you guys reckon? So we can give a bit of a teaser. on. I feel like we just did that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to be able to have a look at um, what Paul means about being children of Abraham and mm. why Paul, because everything that you read needs to be read in context, right, yeah. of the yeah, book, of the whole book. So what yeah, does yeah. Paul say? Be tra- don't be conformed to this world. The word there is aeon, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'll oh, that's cool. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What did it mean to the original Romans mm-hmm. audience? Yep. And what does it mean for us today? That's awesome. good. I like that. All right, guys. Well, make sure you listen in to the next episode. Yep, love love you heaps. Richard, hope you're having a good honeymoon, man. Yep. Yeah, thinking of you. Um, Hopefully you're not texting us and you're busy with other things. But guys, we will see you on the next one. Bye. See you guys. Bye.